Hello everyone, welcome to On The Bridal. My name's Grant Bradbury and this is my preview of day two of Royal Ascot 2019. Now, I forgot to say at the end of the first episode that all of the content will be available on Anchor, which is a free app. Um, that's how I'm initially recording these episodes. Uh, Spotify, if you search On The Bridal Podcast, it's on there. Uh, and on Twitter, if you search OTB Racing Podcast or at Racing underscore OTB, you can tweet me on there or if you have any questions or even tips that you want to send me over um, or just to access the links to the podcast, I'll put them on there as well. So hopefully after we've all won money and enjoyed day one of Ascot, uh, we can carry it over and continue on to day two of the Royal Meeting. And we start the day with a race that I'm sure is worth following afterwards. It's normally the case. is the Queen Mary. It's a five furlong group two for two-year-old fillies. Um, I'm going to start by discussing what I think is a likely winner of the race. is Chasing Dreams, the Godolphin filly. She was really impressive on her debut. She won by five lengths at Newmarket. The form's been franked. The second and the third horses in that race have won since. The second horse was five lengths behind called Good Vibes. For Paul and Claire Rooney, she'll probably line up in this race as well on the second day of Ascot. Uh, she's won since, uh, finishing second behind Chasing Dreams, so she's interesting as well. Uh, Wesley Ward, the US trainer, he usually has a decent filly or two aimed at Ascot. He had Lady Pauline, who I think was probably his main chance in this race. She's now injured and out of the race. He does have another two fillies, I think, in the race called Anna's Fast and Kimari. Um, so they might be interesting if the market speaks in their favour. But it looks like a few at the top of the market may have other races in mind, um, perhaps at Ascot or elsewhere. So 9-2 to two for Chasing Dreams at the moment, at the time that I'm posting this, looks like a decent bet. I think she'll probably go off shorter. She's already 7-2 to two in places, so, so if you want to take a punt 9-2 to two on her, might be a good bet. Now, if a horse called Flipper the Stripper turns up, now she's trained by Charlie Hills. If she turns up, I might be interested in her as well. She seems speedy and talented. Uh, I saw her win at Sandown and she won really well there. Um, looks like she's got a turn of foot and she stays the five furlongs really well. So uh, Ascot won't bother her too much. Whatever Aidan O'Brien enters, I'll be interested in having a look as well. He had second and fourth in this race last year. Uh, I do like a filly of his called Tango, who I've been following. But again, I'm not sure what he enters, so I'll, I'll wait. Um, the second race... Revolves around A&D O'Brien on the second day against the Queen's Vars. It's a mile six furlong group two race. Aidan O'Brien last year had the one, two, three in this race. It was won by Q Gardens. From what I can see in the anti-post betting, he's got four of this year's nine entries. Uh, includes Western Australia as the current favourite with another horse of his called Constantinople. Uh, it's a no play in this race for me at the moment. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I'll definitely be backing an O'Brien horse by the form. Um, and I'll just wait until the day before or when the declarations are made for the race. The third race on the day is a race that I definitely want to have a bet in. It's the Duke of Cambridge. It's a one-mile group two for fillies and mares, and I'll go straight to the horse that I fancy in the race. Is a filly called Agriterra. Uh, she's eight to one. I think she's overpriced. She won last year at Royal Ascot in the Sandringham over a mile. Um, she's had two below par runs in her career and I, they've both been at Newmarket. So I, I think that she just doesn't handle the dip at Newmarket or the track. Um, she has seemed to handle soft or good to soft ground. So I wouldn't mind if the rain that's happening this week leading up to it is still there and it's good to soft on the day. She beat the current favourite for this Duke of Cambridge race in the anti-post betting. She beat Rorda in April this year. Um, 
at Kempton. So that to me just explains why she's overpriced um, without taking anything like her course form into consideration. Uh, the other one I like is a Sir Michael Stout filly called Voracious. She was third in last year's Coronation Stakes, which is a group one, and this is obviously a group two. Uh, that was on good to firm ground. She has only won a group three so far in her career. She's been beaten favourite two times this year, over further than a mile. Um, so Michael Stout also trains Rorder, which I mentioned, which is the favourite for the race. Um, but Voracious is also entered in the Sussex Stakes at Goodwood, which is a, a really good race. Um, she's obviously held in quite high regard and I think she might be spot on for this race. This might have been her target. She's 10 to 1 at the moment. So Agraterra at 8 to 1, Voracious at 10 to 1. They're, they're quite nice options to have, I think. Um, Rorder is obviously the favourite for the same trainer, but different owners uh, as Voracious. So interesting to see which or both of them run. Um, the feature race on the Wednesday is the Prince of Wales. It's group one over one mile, two furlongs. My selection for this race uh, is Massar for Godolphin. Uh, he's the 2018 Derby winner. He's never run over the distance of one mile, two, but I don't think that's going to be an issue. He won the Derby. That's over a mile, four. So shorter distance won't be a problem. Uh, he's had a long layoff and it's a really hot race to make his comeback in. Um, so he's going to have to be spot on on the day. Um, he's around six to one at the moment, which I think is a fair price. Uh, the favourite in the race at the moment, Anti Posts, is Sea of Class, and she is all that her name suggests. Uh, she was second in last year's uh, Arc over in France. If she turns up for this race, she's five to two at the moment. If she turns up, she's a worthy favourite. I see her going very close. Um, she didn't race as a two-year-old. She won the Irish Oaks, the Yorkshire Oaks as a three-year-old. Um, she beat Coronet of John Goslin in the Yorkshire Oaks. She beat Forever Together, who won the UK Oaks at uh, Epsom, so, and second in the arc to Enable. So you can't knock her form at all. It will be her first run of the year is the only question mark. She's definitely the best horse in the race, um, but she's got more important targets later in the year. So um, it's interesting to see if she turns up and whether she's 100%. Uh, there's a French raider, a horse called Volgeist, who comes over, has got an Ascot second in a group three on his record. Um, that was in October 17. He really looks like he's got poor form outside of France and mostly over a mile four. So dropping trip, although he won his last race quite, important, quite nicely in France over one mile two in April. I'm not sure whether he will get the better of some of these. Um, there's also another filly in the race called Magical for Aidan O'Brien. She's blossomed um, after October last year. She's finished uh, midfield in the arc at Longchamp, but then she's improved this year. Beat a stable mate three times this year. Got a course win to her name. She will be interesting, but she's three to one. I'm not sure whether she'll line up or not. Um, if she does, she'll be solid. Zabil Prince, I mentioned for the first race on the first day. He may have this as a target, although I'm not sure if he'll line up. Um he could be interesting but again I'm not sure he's the same class of some of these um, he's had wins at Newmarket Longchamp this year over one mile one so he'd have to step up in trip a little bit uh, the last two races on the day are interesting but I haven't really got an angle at the moment until the declarations come out um, the Royal Hunt Cup is the fifth race it's a mile handicap there's a horse called New Graduate who was 10 to 1 is now 8 to 1 probably shorter on the day the horse has had four races, two firsts, two seconds, um, looks to be improving, won his last race really easily uh, and the horses that New Graduate beat that day have come out and franked the form since and won. Uh, so I think New Graduate could be a, a 
good horse to look at. Uh, Blue Mist is another one in the same race. He'll probably have a low racing weight um, if he gets into the race for Roger Charlton. He's 12 to 1 in the anti-post betting at the moment, but if he makes the final 20-odd runners, um, he'll definitely go off much shorter on the day. Um, but I'll advise on the day on this race once I see the declarations all the day before. Um, the last race on the second day is the Windsor Castle, which is a five furlong listed race for two-year-olds. And there is a horse I really like in this. He's been found in the market already. He's the market leader. It's a horse who's aptly named. It's called Bombproof. Uh, he's five to one. He won on his debut at York really, really well. And I actually backed him that day with Frankie Dittori on board. Uh, trained by Jeremy Nasida, who's retiring from training. And the second, third and fifth place horses in that race at York that Bombproof won have all won next time out. So you might think it's a bit of a risk to take it on at five to one now. He might run in the five furlong Norfolk if the trainer's got loftier ambitions. But I just feel like this might be a penalty kick. I think the horse might be better than whatever lines up in this listed race. And I think Bombproof could be a good, good bet of five to one. So um, as long as the ground doesn't go really soft, mind you, he might handle it. He might be that good. But this could be a really, really nice winner for Jeremy Nasida before he retires from the training ranks. Right, so selections for day two of Royal Ascot. Uh, without the Queen's Vars and the Royal Hunt Cup, I'll take those out at the moment until closer to the time. Uh, and Chasing Dreams as well, I won't advise because not all the fillies have lined up and been entered, so I'm not too sure. Agriterra 8-1 in the Duke of Cambridge, I think, is way overpriced, especially she won last year, and I think Ed Walker will have her primed and ready to go. Uh, Massar would be my bet, although if Sea of Class turns up, I really wouldn't put anyone off backing her. Um, and Bombproof in the Windsor Castle. If Bombproof lines up in the Windsor Castle, he will not end up 5-1, to one, I guarantee it. Um, if he goes out, I'll make even more money if he wins. <laughs> but I think Bombproof would be a great bet as long as the ground isn't too soft, and they would be my three main bets at the moment for day two. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to my preview, and day three's episode should be up shortly. Mm -hmm.